Good morning everyone, my name is Andres Vonnepoel, I'm a legal advisor from CISA. Good day, my name is Albert Buton, also a legal advisor for CISA Labour. Today we are here to discuss leave, am I correct? That's correct, it's a bit of a tricky one at times. It is, but let's start at the beginning. Albert, leave, what is leave? Well, in terms of South African law, um, leave is quite an important topic. Um, there are quite a few different forms of leave, we'll uh, go through each specific one there. But just to put it simply, the, the main one we're going to focus on actually is annual leave. And that's just time off for people to do private things, to rest. And, uh, you know, you can't be a slave to a company. So by law, you do have to be given time off in terms of law. Okay, let's then deal with annual leave in this regard. So what does the law say about annual leave? How much do you get and how, do you, how does it apply? Well, the Basic Conditions of Employment Act says that um, every employee is entitled to uh, 21 consecutive uh, days off to rest or annual leave. Um, and um, this is now in terms of a leave cycle, which is actually 12 months. So for every year, you get these 21 days. Okay. And I've, I've noticed that a lot of our clients sometimes have a problem with regarding to the concept which says 21 consecutive days, because most of the people understand it as 15 working days against 21 consecutive days. So how does it work? Why does the law say 21 consecutive days? No, absolutely right. Um, many people do confuse the uh, legislation. What that just entails is the 21 days is, um, if taken consecutively, it's including the weekends. Not public holidays, but any weekends and, and ordinary rest days already incorporated. So in actual fact, if we're looking at work days, it's only 15 days that these people um, at the very minimum should be receiving every year. Okay. And then we have a lot of companies that have closures over December. Are they allowed to tell the people that you have to take leave during that time? Or can the people say to them, we would like to work and therefore we'll take our leave when we want to? How does that work? Well, I mean, of course, these people, as I mentioned, are entitled to the leave. So a company can never stop you from taking your leave. But as you mentioned, they can tell you when you're allowed to take your leave. Certain companies, due to operational requirements, have to stay open, for example, over the Christmas uh, season. And in those cases, they can say, well, we can't give you leave this time of the year. However, you can take it other times of the year. Or vice versa, they have a, for example, builder's holiday where they have to shut down all operations. And they can tell you there that you have to take your leave that time of the year. Okay. You then spoke of different types of misconduct, so let's move to the next one. Let's go to sick leave. I know sick leave is one thing that a lot of employees uh, sometimes want to know. What is sick leave? How does it work? How many do I get? So can you maybe just tell us how many sick leave one gets? Well, sick leave works a little differently. The actual cycle to see how many days you have is a three-year cycle um, or a 36-month cycle. And in that period, you're entitled to 30 days uh, of sick leave. Is this then divided into 10 days per year or do you get it complete or how does it work? How do you calculate that? Well, after a certain time period, after six months in the employee, you're entitled to actually have that possibly all at once. You can exhaust all your sick leave even within the first uh, year of your employment. Um, obviously, these are cases where it's out of your hand and you're sick and obviously law allows you time to heal and to um, seek medical help. So you can then use all 30 days on year one and then year two and year three will be unpaid, am I correct? That's, that's correct. Um, obviously, I'm sure the employer would still want to see proof that you are in fact sick and that's a whole other story there. Unfortunately, some companies would perhaps do a medical incapacity, but let's not touch that today. And you spoke about after six months. So what happens in the first six months? If I start day one, do I automatically qualify? Or how do I accumulate the sick leave? Well, naturally, in the early stages of an employment contract, you're still learning about this individual, this new employee. You don't want to um, give them all that leave in one go should they abuse it. So legislature actually made a rule or a law that within the first six months, you're only entitled to one sick day for every 26 days actually worked. 
So in that sense, you won't uh, suddenly have that full three-year cycle, the 30 days available, and they can, they can also gauge, are you honest, are you um, reliable, and are there any medical conditions they should know about? It's just to protect the employer, but still to give you the right to have sick days off. Okay, so it's important then to note that for the first six months period, one day for every 26 days worked, and um, after the six months, then you'll qualify for the full complement that's, that's after 30 days. That's absolutely You touched on the medical certificate. Let's not go into too much detail, but when is a medic- when you need to bring the medical certificate? When does it apply? And can I get sick leave without a medical certificate? Well, um, yeah, the test would be an eight-week period. You have to look in that eight weeks of work. Has an employee been absent in excess of two days? If so, he does have to substantiate his absence with a doctor's note. It can't be a clinic note. It can't be a nurse. It has to be a medical professional as per the Act. Um, and that note must um, stipulate you know, that there was a medical condition and they were given time off by the medical practitioner. Um, without that, in excess of the two days absence, it's unpaid. And perhaps if your employer thinks you're deceiving them without that proof of medical um, notes, they could even bring misconduct proceedings against you. Okay, so sick leave is quite an extensive topic to discuss. Let's go to a little bit of an easier one, or I believe easier, maternity leave. Okay, well, as far as the uh, maternity leave is concerned, that applies only to mothers. Um, things are subject to change in the near future, but for the time being, a mother is entitled to four months off with her newborn child. Um, the specifics of that, you know, we can go into that, you know, they, they aren't allowed to take her back within six weeks of the birth of the child without medical notes to show she's good to work and isn't endangering herself. And this four months is not remunerated. So unless a, an employer out of good faith wants to give um, some sort of remuneration, there's no pay for that. However, the mother can approach labor department and actually apply for UIF. Whether that comes to fruition is another story because you know how these uh, departments can drag their feet. I know that mothers can also go to the employer and say a month before they actually start or give birth to the child, say, I want to take a month off before that. And that will then be part of the four months. And am I correct? And then that's, three that's months correct. after that that's will correct. then apply. I mean, naturally, a mother wants to prepare the house or fears that she you know, lands up giving birth at the office. You can understand that they, they can't say down to the T which day the birth will be. So they are entitled in law to take that, as you say, four weeks in advance before the estimated birth date. Okay, I think maternity leave is quite simple. So next topic in this regard will then obviously be the family responsibility leave. Yes, that's where your question came in of fathers. Do they have some form of maternity leave themselves? Yes. At the moment, um, they still fall under family responsibility leave. So um, in this instance, they can actually, on the birth of a child, take three days off from work at the normal uh, remuneration. They obviously have to provide uh, the company with proof of birth, the birth certificate, but they are in that uh, sense entitled to three days off to be with the mother, the child, through this um, very exciting time. And I know this also applies for when there's death in the family, unfortunately, then you'll have to also apply for this kind of relief. Now, one of the things that I think it's important just to note is, in law, this only applies to direct family. That doesn't apply to your husband's uh, mother or your husband's father passing away or your husband's sister who you may be close to, am I correct? This is correct. Um, as far as the death side of things is concerned, um, if it's the death of a spouse or a life partner of some kind or that specific employee's parents, adoptive parents, grandparents, children or adopted children or grandchild or sibling, 
Um, beyond that, they wouldn't be entitlement. You'd have to either take annual leave or unpaid leave if they, at their discretion as a company, give that to you. All right. And then you mentioned with regarding to fathers at this point in time, then um, if you want to take leave or for birth of a child, it will fall on the family responsibility. But I know there's something in the pipeline regarding uh, parental leave for the father. How does that work? How many days will he get? Yes, uh, it's a bit of a tricky one. Um, this is now where amendments to the Act are coming in. The President has signed them into effect. However, uh, practically speaking, once again, uh, the government and Labour departments not really equipped at this stage um, to handle the influx of UIF claims on all these new um, forms of leave. In that instance, what they are bringing forth is parental leave for, for uh, parents, whether they're adopting or they've got a child of their own. A father specifically will be allowed to have 10 days um, away from the company, but in that instance, he is not remunerated by the company, but he will have a claim to claim from UIF. And if this law then comes into effect regarding parents or the father, will you be able to choose the three days uh, family responsibility leave or will you have to then have the 10 days unpaid leave? At that stage, um, once it's all published in the Government Gazette, the three-day family responsibility leave, as far as it pertains to dads taking time off for the birth of a child, that will actually be taken away and you'll only have the 10 days where you can actually then claim from UIF. So it's a bit of a catch-22. On the one hand, it's more time for dad, but he's actually um, now having to go through UIF because the company, his employer won't pay him. Thank you, Albert. I think we dealt with leave. Is there anything else in leave that you've come to realize that people struggle with or any questions in that regard? Or do you think we've covered everything in leave? I think that's pretty much everything. Um, charm your boss and hope they give you lots of it. Thank you, Albert. Thank you, sir. That's it then for today. Thank you very much, Albert. Until next time. Thank you, Andre. Until next time.